It's draft season. This is what we've been waiting for all year. This is what we've been grinding to research. This is what we've been bantering on Twitter about. It's time to put up or shut up. It's fantasy draft time. And I've taken the time to break down the top 225 players according to their ADP on Fantasy Pros. I break it down into tiers of 12 for 12-man league PPR. I'll break down each position based on their ADP and tell you if I believe in that pick, if I'm dropping that pick, or if I'm raising that pick higher in the draft. Now, I hope you like this podcast, and I'm breaking it into three parts because it was an hour and a half. But I can give you three episodes of 30 minutes, set your podcast to 2x speed, and you can consume this easily in about 20 minutes. Leave me some feedback. Hit me up on Twitter at LoungeRoto. Let me know what you think. All this is is another resource for you to gather opinions, to help you evaluate your decision-making process, and hopefully win a championship. So grab a drink, and let's get ready to draft. So we're going to do an 18-round mock draft, nine starters and nine bench players. I'm taking the current ADP from Fantasy Pros, break it into tiers of 12, and I'll go in order and I'll talk about who I like and who I dislike and go into the mind of the Roto Lounge. The first thing that I want to advise is do not draft on name brand this year. You don't need Zeke Elliott to win a title. You don't need Todd Gurley to win a title. You don't need Melvin Gordon to win a title. Now, we all know that injuries and missed time happen in the NFL, but don't set yourself up drafting a player with higher probability to miss time. There's a good chance that Zeke's holdout could last into the season. Also Melvin Gordon. And there's a chance that Todd Gurley's knee really is that bad. So don't invest a high draft pick on a player that we already know may miss some time. Now these players could return. Todd Gurley could perform at a high level. But if a player already has a high probability of not reaching their ceiling, grab a player that's already entrenched in the starting role and avoid the traps. You want to draft safe players with your first few picks. Now, if you drafted Le'Veon Bell last year with the first, second, or third pick, you're not going to be a hard person to convince. But those that are holding out thinking that Zeke's going to return, he's a great value in the middle of the first round, or Todd Gurley's a great value at the end of the first, or Melvin Gordon's a great value in the second or third, that could be true. But there's so many good players to select from that why handicap yourself right off the bat taking a player that could miss time? So let's start round one. The first, the top 12 players. Number one right now, ADP is Saquon Barkley. And I'm going to agree with this pick because to me, Saquon is the safest pick in this draft. He's young. He's going to be the focal point of that offense. And there's some people that say, well, the Giants are going to have a terrible offense, so Saquon can't do that well. Back in 2010, Peyton Hillis was the number two overall fantasy running back for the Cleveland Browns, and they were 5-11. The Cleveland Browns, the 5-11 Cleveland Browns produced the number two overall fantasy football back. The same year, the Vikings were 6-10. They were the 31st ranked offense in the league, and Adrian Peterson was the third highest fantasy running back that season. So the Giants can be bad. The Giants can be really bad, but that doesn't mean Saquon Barkley will not be a top five fantasy back. Now, you don't want to be drafting your players at their ceilings in fantasy drafts. Other than round one, you have no exception. So in round one, you want to target the safest player in the draft that you can build around. And to me, Saquon is the safest player in this draft. So if I have the 1-1 overall, I'm going Saquon Barkley. Number two is Alvin Kamara. 
and I agree with this pick as well. Alvin Kamara is going to be a very safe play in, in the New Orleans Saints offense, so I don't need to say any more about that. Christian McCaffrey's number three. Now, I do like Christian McCaffrey. I was a big Christian McCaffrey backer last season. Got him a lot in the second round, but I think the third pick in the draft is a good place for him. I think last year was his ceiling. I think everything went right for him. Cam had the, the injury to his throwing shoulder, so he was doing a lot of dump-offs. You know, they didn't have a lot of talented wide receivers. Now they have DJ Moore in his second year. Curtis Samuel is emerging as a deep threat. Cam Newton's shoulder is healthy from all accounts. So I think McCaffrey is going to drop a little bit, but I'm happy taking him at 1-3. Now, Ezekiel Elliott's coming in at 1-4, and I'm going to pass on Zeke Elliott in the fourth pick. And the reason I do so, like I mentioned before, is we don't know when he's going to return. Similar to Le'Veon Bell last year, a lot of people invested in Le'Veon Bell thinking he would return. And there was a good value at the end of drafts with a player by the name of James Conner. And if you passed on Bell and took James Conner, there was a good chance that you were making a run at the championship. So this year's similar. I'm going to pass on Zeke and we'll talk later, but I'm going to keep my eye on another Dallas running back that could have a breakout season in Zeke's absence. So we're going to pass on Zeke. We're going to drop him. Number five is DeAndre Hopkins, 1-5. Again, if I have the fourth pick, I'm not taking Zeke or DeAndre Hopkins, but I'm going to take David Johnson. And David Johnson is currently at six, but we're going to move him up to number four. And the reason I say that is because in Cliff Kingsbury's offense, history shows that he loves to pass the ball to running backs early on. They're going to have a very explosive offense. And I think DJ is going to rebound from last year. He finished as the number nine overall back in that terrible, slow Arizona offense. This year is going to be more up-tempo. They're going to get him the ball. And I think he's going to score a lot of points. So he's moved up to my number four overall back. I'll drop DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins to five, and we'll drop Zeke even lower. Now, number seven is Le'Veon Bell, and I'm passing on Le'Veon Bell as well. You know, he's a year removed from the NFL. He's not on the Steelers anymore. The Jets play at a slow pace, so I'm passing on Le'Veon Bell as well. Now, Devontae Adams is number eight. I'm passing on Devontae Adams as well, and the reason I think so is because I'm not that high on LaFleur's offense. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be audibling as much, throwing the ball to Devontae Adams seemingly every play. I think LaFleur is going to have a very spread out offense. He's going to be throwing to the running back a lot. They're going to try to establish the run a lot more than they have in years past. So while I do think Devontae Adams will have a good year, I don't have him ranked as my second best wide receiver this year. Number nine is James Conner. I do not like James Conner either because I think that he's being valued based on his performance last year. I think the emergency of Jalen Samuels is going to cut into his time. I think that uh, he also has injuries that he's been dealing with. Uh, Last year, he got injured. He was injured in preseason this year. So I'm going to let other owners take James Conner, and I'm going to pass on him. Now, Todd Gurley is going at 110. I'm also going to pass on Todd Gurley. Like I mentioned, there's so many good players. There's so many players that are projected to play the entire season healthy. I'm going to skip Todd Gurley, let another owner take Todd Gurley. If Todd Gurley breaks out, I'll live with that. But I'm hedging my bets and I'm trying to put together a safe team. So I'm passing on him. Now, 111, Michael Thomas. I like Michael Thomas. I'm bumping Michael Thomas up. I would definitely target Michael Thomas. But there's a receiver that I I like more than all of these receivers, and that's Odell Beckham. I have Odell Beckham as my second overall receiver this year, which currently he's going as number 16 overall. So you may be able to get him in the second round, but I believe he's a first-round talent. I would take him over Devontae Adams. I would take him over Michael Thomas. I would take him over Julio Jones. So Odell Beckham is a player that I, I would like to have this year. Now, number 
12 is Nick Chubb. I'm bumping Nick Chubb with the trade of Duke Johnson. Nick Chubb is going to be a bell cow. He is going to be a receiving threat. He is going to be a touchdown threat. So I have Nick Chubb ranked over Todd Gurley. I have Nick Chubb ranked over Le'Veon Bell. I have Nick Chubb ranked over Ezekiel Elliott. Don't be afraid to draft Nick Chubb. He doesn't have the name brand yet, but he will produce in that Cleveland offense. So let's recap round one. The players that I like, Saquon, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, David Johnson, Odell Beckham, Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb, Michael Thomas. So now we go to round two, picks 13 through 24. Julio is going at 13. I would take him there. Joe Mixon is going at 14. I would drop Joe Mixon. And I would warn that Joe Mixon has a similar situation to David Johnson last season. A lot of owners were drafting David Johnson early last year, but Arizona had a new coach. They had a poor offensive line. They had a new offensive coordinator. The writing was on the wall that David Johnson would not meet expectations last season. I think that Joe Mixon will underperform this year. He has a new coach. He's had two offensive linemen retire. The number one draft pick for Cincinnati is injured and out for the year. So I'm dropping Joe Mixon. Patrick Mahomes is going out at 15. We are passing at quarterbacks until round eight. If you decide to take Patrick Mahomes in round two, that means you're missing on players. Current ADPs, Odell Beckham, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith, Dalvin Cook. And in round eight, when you should take your quarterback, you're going to be you know, looking at players like Rashad. Sean Penny, Dante Pettis, Sammy Watkins. Uh, I'd much rather have a quarterback in round eight and pair them with the Odell Beckhams and the Travis Kelseys and the Jujus versus having Patrick Mahomes and Dante Pettis uh, as my starters. Number 16 is Odell Beckham. We're moving him way up. Uh, Like I said, I believe he's the number two fantasy wide receiver this year. 17 is Tyree Kill. I'm okay taking him there. I do have Juju Smith-Schuster ranked higher than him, so I would take Juju over Tyree Kill. Travis Kelsey at 18 will take take that. Dalvin Cook at 20. I love Dalvin Cook this year. I think that the Vikings are going to run the ball a lot. Dalvin Cook will be the focal point. You know, there are reports that the Vikings love Alexander Madison. He could have some fantasy relevance, but I believe only if Dalvin gets injured. Now, Dalvin Cook has had some injury concerns, and while I don't encourage handcuffs, if you do end up with Dalvin Cook and you're not happy with it, we'll talk later in the draft about handcuffing him with Alexander Madison to help you leave your draft more assured with your top pick. So we're moving Dalvin Cook up. Mike Evans at 21. I do like Mike Evans. He's now has an injury. So we have to keep our eye on that. Chris Godman could emerge as the number one there if this injury prolongs into the season. And I can see them forcing Mike Evans onto the field because of their lack of talent in the run game and lack of talent in the pass game as well, other than Chris Godwin and OJ Howard. So I'm not loving Mike Evans. However, I would take him there if there was no one on the board else that I liked. Antonio Brown at 22. I'm dropping Antonio Brown. Now I know that Antonio Brown is a great talent. The thing about Antonio Brown is I think that he's lost his desire to play football. You know, he's made such a a ruckus last year in Pittsburgh. He was traded to the Bills, refused to go to the Bills, decided to go to the Raiders to secure the bag. He's filing the grievance against the NFL for his helmet. And I believe the reason he's doing that is so that he doesn't have to attend practice. He can avoid contact. But I don't think Antonio Brown loves the game of football anymore. And although he's a superior talent, I am not looking to draft him this year in that situation. He could have a great year, but again, I'm avoiding any landmines 
along the way. So I'll let another owner take Antonio Brown and deal with that headache if that arises. Now 23 is Leonard Fournette. I really like Leonard Fournette this year. I'm moving him up. Now last year, Leonard Fournette was my number one pick in a lot of leagues. He was a consensus top back last year in the first round. Obviously the ankle injury, the off the field concerns. Uh, He has come back this year with a renewed desire, said that he eliminated any off field distractions and he has a newfound passion for the game. If Leonard Fournette can stay healthy, he could far surpass his current ADP as running back 12. Number 24 is Adam Thielen. I'm okay with this pick. I don't find myself taking Adam Thielen in many drafts. Uh, I think the Vikings are going to revolve around the run this year. So if I'm taking Dalvin Cook, I'm not taking Adam Thielen. Let's recap round two. I like Julio Jones. I'm dropping Joe Mixon. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes out of the round completely. I'm okay with Tyree Kill. I'm okay with Travis Kelsey. We're moving up Juju. We're moving up Odell. We're moving up Dalvin Cook. We're okay with Mike Evans. We're moving Antonio Brown down. We're moving Leonard Fournette up. And we're okay with Adam Thielen. Now, round three, picks 25 through 36. We have Carrion Johnson at 25. Now, I'm okay with Carrion Johnson. I'm not too excited about the Detroit Lions offense this year. I think he will have some really good games. I am a little concerned about his injury history. I'm also concerned about the fact that Patricia seems kind of clueless, could rotate backs. I'm just not really sold on the situation, so I'm not going out of my way to draft Carrion. But if I found myself in a situation that he was the best running back on the board, I would take it. 26 is Damian Williams. Now, while I think he could have some great games, I just don't know if he can hold up for 16 games in an offense. I think that he will be a decent back. I think round three is a little rich for me. If he falls to round four, most likely I will be taking him every time. But top of the third round, there's other players that I would like. So we're going to pass on him. Keenan Allen at 27. Prior to the injury, I really like Keenan Allen. He's now dealing with a knee injury and a calf injury. So we're going to skip him unless we get more value or he falls to the end of the third round. Now, 28 is Aaron Jones. We're moving moving Aaron Jones up. As I mentioned, I think LaFleur is going to pass more to the running back. I think he's going to try to establish the run more. So I think Aaron Jones really could have a great season. So we're moving him up above Carrion and Damian Williams if I had the choice between those three. Now 29 is Melvin Gordon. I think the third round is a little rich. I think Melvin Gordon could sit out until week 10 where he has to report to accrue a season under his contract. So I'm going to pass on Melvin Gordon in the third round. Again, my top three picks, I'm trying to build a safe floor. I'm going to take risks on players at the end of drafts. So if they don't pan out, it won't kill me, but I'm not going to take risks early in the draft to where they don't pan out. It will kill me. So we're passing on Melvin Gordon. Now, number 30, George Kittle. I am okay taking George Kittle as the second tight end off the board. I think he's going to be the number one receiver in San Francisco. I think he's going to get a lot of volume. As long as he can stay healthy, I think he's a a good cornerstone for your draft. 31 is T.Y. Hilton. There are receivers I like better than T.Y. Hilton, but he is a safe floor, solid player. As long as Andrew Luck stays healthy, I think T.Y. is going to have a good season. 32, Devontae Freeman. I'm dropping Devontae Freeman. I'm just not sold on the Atlanta Falcons with Dirk Cutter returning. I know they're going to have some good games along with Devontae Freeman's injury history, the injuries along the offensive line. I'm not sold on Devontae Freeman. I'm not finding myself with a lot of shares of him this year. Zero in Dynasty. Zachers at 33. I'm okay with this pick. You have to have a solid tight end this year. Now, I do like tight ends four, five, and six, which are OJ Howard, Evan Ingram, and Hunter Henry. So if you don't want to take Zach Ertz in the third round, I'm okay with that. Moving on, Marlon Mack, not a fan of Marlon Mack, Josh Jacobs. 
Not a fan of Josh Jacobs. Now, I think he's going to get bell cow treatment. However, he never surpassed over 130 carries at any point in his college career. And John Gruden plans to give him over 250 as a bell cow, which I think Josh Jacobs will hit that rookie wall really quickly into the season, perhaps have some injuries and miss some time. So I'm avoiding Josh Jacobs this high until he can prove that he can last an entire season. Now, it may be different in Dynasty because if he has a poor rookie season, you always have next season. But in redrafts, round three is a little high for me to take Josh Jacobs. At 36, the last pick in the third round is Amari Cooper. We're moving Amari Cooper way up our draft board. Now, prior to the foot injury that was reported, the plantar fascia, he was much higher on my board. I had him predicted to be in the top 10 wide receivers, and he could still he could still reach that. However, it's going to be much harder dealing with with pain. But in this round, I'm taking Amari Cooper over T.Y. Hilton and Keenan Allen. And perhaps I would even consider taking him over Antonio Brown from round two and Adam Thielen from round two. That's how high I am on Amari Cooper. So recap in round three, we like Aaron Jones a lot. We're okay with George Kittle. We're okay with Zach Ertz, and we like Amari Cooper a lot. Going around four, picks 37 to 48. Stephon Diggs, we're fine with that. Chris Carson, I'm not a big fan. Now, I know Seattle's going to run a lot. I do like Rashad Penny. I think on volume alone, Chris Carson could see himself in the top 10 backs. He just has nagging injuries year after year after year. So again, I'm not looking to risk that. Uh, I'll take my chance on other backs besides Chris Carson, so I'm going to pass on him. Derrick Henry is the same. I think he's going to get the ball a lot they have to feed him 20 plus carries a game and one of those runs he will break now he's had the foot injury all preseason so that gives me a little pause but if I need a running back and I'm in round four and I don't have a running back yet and I'm selecting between Chris Carson and Derrick Henry and even David Montgomery who's going around 42 you know it's it's a coin flip there there's a running back in this round that I like better and that's Mark Ingram he's going at pick 45 as the 23rd running back off the board I think with the addition of Greg Roman to that offense and Greg Roman's four prior seasons, two in San Francisco and two in Buffalo. He was inside the top five in running offense four years. So I think Ingram is going to have a great season. So I would rather have Ingram over Carson Henry or David Montgomery this year. At 40, Brandon Cooks, I'm okay with that pick. Robert Woods at 41, I would rather have other than Brandon Cooks, but I'm okay with either. David Montgomery at 42, he's moving up draft boards. I think round four is a little high for me at this point. If he falls to round five, I would consider it. Uh, there's a running back in round five, Sony Michelle, that I would much rather have than Chris Carson, Derrick Henry, David Montgomery, and maybe even Mark Ingram. But we can't reach on Sony if he's fallen to round five. However, he's going early round five. So if you have a late round four pick and you went Sony, you're going to need to jump on him in round four. Julian Edelman's going at 43. Now, I think his stock falls a little bit with the Josh Gordon reinstatement, but I'm okay in a PPR league with Julian Edelman at 43. Deshaun Watson is next. We're not taking quarterbacks this early. Then we find ourselves taking Mark Ingram. Kenny Galladay in Detroit. I'm not sure how explosive that offense is going to be. On volume alone, he should make himself fantasy football relevant. He's going at wide receiver 18, which he should meet that expectations. But right below him is Chris Godwin. Now, Chris Godwin, I'm moving way up my boards. He could have a great PPR season as a focal point of that offense if Mike Evans' injury is serious. Now, I wouldn't take him above Stephon Diggs, but I would take a chance on him above Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods, Julian Edelman, and Kenny Galladay. 
I really like Chris Godwin this year. And then the last player in round four is Cooper Cup. Now, Cooper Cup is a big part of that offense, but coming off the ACL injury, I'm not buying this year. If he falls a little further, I'm going to buy a year off the ACL injury. He's going to have some knee swelling. He's going to perhaps miss some time in his recovery. On the field, when he's healthy, he's great, but I don't think that's the Cooper Cup we get this year. So recapping round four, we like Stephon Diggs. The running back we like in this round is Mark Ingram. We may reach on Sony Michelle in round four. I think he's going to have a huge year, and we're going to take Sony Michelle over David Montgomery, Kiss Carson, and Derrick Henry. Now round five is picks 49 to 60. Aaron Rodgers at 49. We're passing on him. Right now he's going at quarterback three. Bold take. I have Aaron Rodgers finishing at quarterback 10. Then it's Sony Michelle, which I really like this year. Philip Lindsay, not as much with the injury. AJ Green, not as much with his injury. Tyler Lockett, we're moving up. You know, it appears that Seattle wants to run, run, and throw to Tyler Lockett. So he's going to move up my draft boards because I think he's going to get a lot of volume in that offense. Calvin Ridley, not a fan. He should get opportunity because they should pass a lot, but I find myself passing on him quite a bit. Tevin Coleman, he could have a good season. Not on my radar, passing on him. Now, Tyler Boyd at 56. I'm moving Tyler Boyd straight up my draft boards with the injury to AJ Green. Last year, according to Pro Football Focus, Tyler Boyd was the fourth best slot receiver in the NFL. I think he's going to have even more potential in Zach Taylor's offense. Uh, They just signed him to a four-year extension. I think he is going to perhaps be the centerpiece of that offense with AJ Green aging and now injured. So Tyler Boyd moves up my draft board. I'm taking him above Cooper Cup. I'm taking him above AJ Green. I'm taking him above Tyler Lockett, and I'm taking him above Calvin Ridley. I'm also taking him above Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. There's a chance we could be reaching on Tyler Boyd in round four as well to go with Sony Michelle in rounds four and five. Then it's OJ Howard at 57. I'm okay with OJ Howard. I think right here we're drafting him at his ceiling. He also has issues staying healthy, so we have to keep our eye on that. If he's on the field for 16 games, he's an absolute beast. Can he do it is a big question. But right below him is Evan Ingram. I actually like Evan Ingram. Ingram better as the focal point of the passing game for the Giants. Now, Evan Ingram has moved dramatically up, so we're basically drafting him at his ceiling too as either the fourth or the fifth tight end. But if I had to make a choice, I would most likely take Evan Ingram over OJ Howard just because of the volume that Evan Ingram should see in that offense. Now, Baker Mayfield's going at 59, which is the quarterback four off the board. I actually have Baker finishing as quarterback four. So right here, we're drafting at his ceiling, which I don't see value in that pick when you're drafting, you want to accrue value. You don't want to draft players at their ceilings. So if Baker falls to round six or round seven, we then start to consider selecting Mayfield as we will accrue value if he finishes quarterback four. Number 60 is Mike Williams. I like Mike Williams in LA, especially with the Keenan Allen current injury. I think he will be a red zone threat for the Chargers. I think he's going to have a good season, so I'm okay taking him there. Now, so let's recap round five. We love Sony Michelle. We'll bump him to round four. We love Tyler Lockett. We bump him to the top of round five. We love Tyler Boyd. We bump him into round four. Uh, We're okay taking OJ Howard or Evan Ingram as our tight end one in round five. If there's no other players ranked above them and Mike Williams at the end of round five, we're okay taking him there. Now round six is pick 61 to 72. It starts with DJ Moore. Love DJ Moore. Think DJ Moore is a great athlete. He was my number one wide receiver last year over Ridley coming out. So we'll take him over Ridley this year. 
We'll bump him into round five. James White, he should get his normal volume, even with Sony having a good season. So 62 is James White. I find myself passing on him quite a bit. Uh, Lamar Miller, no thank you. Alshon Jeffrey, we can move him up. I think Wentz is going to have a great season with Alshon and DJX uh, and potentially Miles Sanders coming out of the backfield catching passes. I think Jeffrey can have a good season. We're moving Jarvis Landry up in that offense. We're moving Miles Sanders up. Then 67 is Hunter Henry going as tight end six. Uh, This could be great value as Hunter Henry, if healthy, which we've said every year of his career, could finish top three as a tight end. He's going to get the volume as long as he stays healthy. Very few receiving options in LA if Keenan Allen isn't 100%. So we're fine taking Hunter Henry in round six. 68 is Kenyon Drake. On my episode two, I identified Kenyon Drake as a breakout candidate this year. Now, obviously, the emergence of Kalen Balaj has thrown cold water on that take. Also, Kenyon Drake's been spotted in a walking boot, so he's not 100% healthy. However, I think Kenyon Drake is a far superior athlete to Kalen Balaj, but Balaj will eat into Kenyon Drake's production. So I would bump uh, Kenyon Drake over James White and Lamar Miller, but and perhaps even Tevin Coleman, but uh, I don't want to reach on him quite yet because that injury issue and the Kalen Balaj emergence could could impact him quite a bit. Now, 69 is Tariq Cohen. Pass on him. Number 70, Matt Ryan. He's going as the fifth quarterback. I do not have him finishing the season as the number five quarterback, so we're passing there. 71 is Robbie Anderson. We're passing on him. And 72 is Andrew Luck, which he's going as quarterback six now because of the injury. A few months ago, he was quarterback two or three, maybe even one in some, some mock drafts but i have him finishing the year as quarterback five so if he is off the board at quarterback six that's still value but there's much stronger value in the late parts of the draft so i'm going to be focusing on my quarterbacks later in the draft so round six we like dj moore we like Alshon landry miles sanders hunter henry Kenyon drake and that rounds out round six so that concludes players one through 72 or rounds one through six in a 12-man ppr format But before I continue, let me clarify a few things. I don't think I mentioned that I would take Kelsey over Tyreek Hill. I believe currently Tyreek Hill's ADP is higher, but I would prefer to have the number one tight end, in my opinion. Also, if Melvin Gordon signs before your draft, he immediately jumps into the end of round one, early round two. But if he doesn't sign before your draft, I probably wouldn't touch him until around round eight or round nine. And then we talk about Zeke. Now, I know that Zeke could show up for week one and end up being the number one fantasy back in the league and a lot of owners would be frustrated thinking they should have taken Zeke but on the flip side Zeke could also sit out for five games six games when the Cowboys finally realize they need him to be successful and they work out a deal and he finishes the season so it's a big gamble if Zeke signs he's immediately my number two back in this class behind Barkley if he doesn't sign it all depends on what type of league it is obviously the bigger the league the bigger the risk I probably would avoid him the smaller the league I wouldn't mind taking a risk on him it's your call if he doesn't sign again he'll probably be taken i would probably reach for him in round four uh, but again another league mate will probably take him far before that so if you like this podcast please leave a review and a rating on apple you can ask me questions on twitter at lounge roto and if i get some good feedback from this drop i'll release episodes 7 through 12 and 13 through 18 for you to consume so good luck in your drafts thanks for listening this has been the roto lounge